In today's episode, the Pandora Papers. Have Evergrande woes sipped into the African stock markets? And also, a look at Kenya's rising debt. Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial. And you can find me at Ruth Adong. There has been mounting pressure on most African countries to cut their high debt appetite. Kenya is one of those countries. Its appetite has seen its country's debt volume go to 7.7 Kenya trillion shillings. Central Bank of Kenya Governor Patrick Njoroge called for immediate action to manage the ballooning debt, lest it brings down the economy. Controller of Budget Margaret Nyakango revealed that the country's debt has hit an all-time high, with the government now unable to service loans from its ordinary revenue. Nyakango revealed that for every three shillings collected by the Kenya Revenue Authority, two shillings goes to his repayment of the debt. In the current financial year, debt repayment is budgeted at 1.16 trillion Kenya shillings, or 36% of the total budget. That is the highest component of the budget. Mr. Churchill Ugutu, an economist based in Nairobi, Kenya, explains how the debt got to where it is. Public debt in, in Kenya, uh, at the end of June, that was the last financial year, uh, that amount was 7.7 trillion, which is closely 70% as a percentage of the GDP. But uh, breaking down the public debt, we find that the external debt quantum is around four trillion, whereas now the mm. domestic debt is the other balance of three point seven trillion. Uh, but having said that, I see that the external debt servicing, how the amount that will go to service the external debt in the current financial year, which started in July all the way to June next year, will be around two hundred and sixty-two billion. That is an increase of uh, 130 billion from what was serviced in the last financial year. That is still, uh, that is an increase, it's a wide increase. But if you compare with the servicing of domestic debt, which is around 347 billion, it's a bit lower. And that is because some of the external debt are what is called the concessional debt, whereby their interest rates are quite lower, something in the order of 2%, whereas a normal domestic debt is something 10%. Uh, concessional debt are usually given by uh, the bilateral countries and also some of the multilateral lenders, such as the World Bank and the IMF. So that has been at least depressed the servicing of the external debt. But nonetheless, we are seeing we have those uh, blank checks such as the euro bonds that right now uh, the stock of euro bonds is around $7 billion uh, as, as of the last count. And also some of these facilities that we're getting from the IMF uh, say the, the last amount that we received in the order of uh, $750 million. So those ones being like a check, you don't know exactly where they're going. And like a project loans whereby they have identified, say, an infrastructural project, a hospital, a bridge, uh, a road somewhere, these other commercial loans are not project-specific. And that is where potential misuse comes about because Treasury, it's a bit hard for them now to be put to task where exactly the monies uh, were funded. And if I may take you back, uh, five months ago, around April, uh, whereby the announcement of a 
$1.3 billion loan to Kenya was announced. And then there was Ulabalu all over social media amongst Kenyans because the lack of transparency as to the use of funds is a major thorn in the country. So that is an issue that still keeps cropping up specifically to the commercial loans or those loans that are given as a blank check. Whereas some of the loans given by the bilateral lenders, uh, that is country to country, say uh, a country such as France or Germany giving Kenya loans, at least those ones are going to specific projects. Whereas other loans uh, which are not project demarcated, that is where misuse uh, comes about, and that is the issue that people uh, keep frowning about. Mr. Ogutu also highlights the impact the debt has on the economy and citizens. So, rising debt, yes, it is, it's been rising, but yet again, we should not lose sight of the fact that servicing of that rising debt mainly is impacting the domestic debt component more than the external debt component. The external debt component, the thing is, it also comes with conditions. Right now, we are adhering to conditions by, by from World Bank on one hand and also IMF on the other hand. Yes, they are good. They are putting checks and balances to the government. But some of those conditions, uh, for instance, the conditions by IMF on the parasitical reforms may end up having a leaner workforce and then it might have so many people getting retrenched. And that is a main issue that is cropping up. So those are my quick thoughts around public debt issue in Kenya. That was Churchill Ogutu, an economist and consultant based in Nairobi, Kenya. The secret deals and hidden assets of some of the world's richest and most powerful people have been revealed in the biggest trove of leaked offshore data in history. Branded the Pandora Papers, the cash includes 11.9 million files from companies hired by wealthy clans to create offshore structures and trusts in tax havens such as Panama, Dubai, Monaco, Switzerland and the Cayman Islands. They expose the secret offshore affairs of 35 world leaders, including current and former presidents, prime ministers and heads of state. They also shine a light on the secret finance of more than 300 other public officials, such as government ministers, judges, mayors and military generals in more than 90 countries. The Pandora Papers reveal the inner workings of what is a shadow financial world, providing a rare window into the hidden operations of a global offshore economy that enables some of the world's richest people to hide their wealth and in some cases pay little to no tax. Now, Chinese property giant Evergrande's shares have been suspended as investors await a statement about its future. The crisis at the world's most indebted property developer has triggered fears that its potential collapse could send shockwaves through global markets. The firm said the trade halt came ahead of an announcement containing inside information about a major transaction. Meanwhile, rival Hong Kong-listed property firm Hobson Development is set to buy 51% stake in Evergrande Real Estate for around $5 billion. This is according to Chinese news outlet Kailan Press. Investors at the Nairobi Securities Exchange last month lost almost over 60 billion Kenya shillings in pepper wealth as the Evergrande Group's crisis hit home. Data from Nairobi's boss shows market capitalization dropped to 2.78 trillion from 2.84 trillion Kenya shillings the previous month. Evergrande Group 
China's second largest property developer by sales runs a risk of defaulting on its debts if the firm is unable to raise funds quickly. The situation is worsened for the firm because out of its $300 billion in liabilities, interest payments to bondholders came due a fortnight ago. Besides the Evergrande Group's crisis, money market experts are attributing the declining performance at the Nairobi Securities Exchange to growth in corporate earnings that motivated investors to take out gains. This is the first drop in the last five months and is expected to continue on expected investor flight as the country heads to general elections next year. Uganda Airlines launched its first commercial international flight to Dubai in United Arab Emirates. It's the first commercial flight of Uganda Airlines out of Africa. The national carrier had initially planned to start flying to Dubai on 16th of July 2021, but postponed the launch because of the suspension of flights by UAE to Uganda to combat the spread of COVID-19. The national flag carrier has been operating routes in Burundi, the Democratic Republic of Congo, Kenya, Somalia, South Africa, South Sudan and Tanzania since 2019 when the airline was relaunched. And a look at the markets, Airtel Africa has announced that its subsidiary, Airtel Nigeria, has initiated a process to buy back 8.27% minority shareholdings at 55.81% share. The group company secretary, Mr. Simon O'Hara, disclosed it in a statement made available on Monday in Lagos. The statement noted that the total consideration was estimated to be 61.24 billion naira, assuming all minority shareholders decide to tender their shares. In Uganda, money markets were fairly liquid with overnight yields at averages of 6.35%. Bank of Uganda will hold a 5-year and 10-year treasury bond auction on Wednesday, 6 October 2021. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial. And you can find me on Twitter at with Adon. <laughs>